Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? What's what's going on, Rick? What's with all the faces you're making over here? I just I just think it's funny you started this show as I asked you which one we were doing. <laughs> well, you'll find out in a second. Yeah. And I also don't have the show notes. Oh shoot. Hold on a second, yeah. boss. Uh welcome to the Fantasy Champions <sighs> Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. I was looking at Rick on the screen over here, and I'm not sure if you guys saw, because I'm not sure if it was there in time, but he was making some pretty wonky faces. And I, I I did just jump the gun because I didn't send him any information on the show. And you're currently, it looks like, in San Francisco. I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> on our Zoom call, I am currently in San Francisco. Online, yeah. you see me yeah. in high definition, not on a right. Zoom call. But anyway, right. welcome on in. My name is Mark Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always, if I didn't already say that. Um, today, we're going to talk about mid-round targets. Very interesting. I'll explain what that means in a second. But we're going to talk about that. Before we do, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. And TikTok at the Fantasy Champions. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and then comment down below who you're targeting in those middle rounds. A guy, your favorite middle round target that we talk about today. Uh, Rick, did you get the show notes? I did. I'm in. Great news. So let's jump into mid round targets. Ready to go, Rick? Yeah, let's do it. I think it is the fastest intro we ever had in our life. So me and Rick painstakingly went through round six through 10, and we're going to give you some guys that you should target in each round. I don't want to spend two and a half years on each round. Or, or on each player, that is. But we are going to tell you who you should be drafting in each round or guys that we would target in each round. So wherever you take a player, whether you're beginning of the first, uh, what is it, the beginning of the, the round or the end of the round, we're going to try to guide you in the direction of what players you should target in those rounds. Um, so like I said, is it, this is based on 12-team ADP. So if you're in a 10-team league and you're like, what the crap? I can't help you. Yeah, this is. Pro- you're probably like, why is this guy going in that round? Yeah, it's because um, you're playing in the wrong. So we, we're basing it off twelve round, but at least you know who we're targeting between round six and ten. That's about it. Um. So yeah, we're the middle rounds for us are round six through ten, and we're gonna go in each round and kind of dissect who's getting taken. Um, and we'll talk about a couple of guys that we want to take. Does mm-hmm. that sound good? Yes. Oh. Adjust myself in the chair and get started. So let's jump that into. That sounded really weird. Yeah. And, uh, through the Zoom call, just so you know. Sorry, boss. <laughs> I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't mentally. No, you're good. you're good. Um. So, in a 12-team league, just so you know, uh, I think it's ADP of 61 starts the sixth round. Yes. So we're gonna start in the sixth round. So there's a there's several guys. Um. And there's some quarterbacks, some running backs. Um, we're going to talk about guys you should target. But, guy, I would say right now, I mean, are are you, Rick, targeting Chase Edmonds in the sixth round? Yeah, dude, totally. I don't even – is this correct? The sixth round correct? 
Yeah, that is correct. 61 to 72. Okay, yeah, that's correct. Yep, that's correct. All right, so yeah, um, would you would you target uh, Chase Edmonds? You know, I'm coming around on Chase Edmonds a little bit, but I probably wouldn't. Okay, because I, I see, I look at the I look at the ADP and I'm like sixth round, and then I look at the RB number because <laughs> yeah, it's RB twenty seven. That's you know that's fair. Like, would you rather Chase Edmonds or one of the two guys in Jacksonville? One of the it's two running backs in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Etienne or James Robinson. I might take Chase Edmonds. Yeah. I don't see buying into I, the hype. Pars- partially there's an issue for me because I kind of look at those situations as the same. Yeah. Because you got Edmonds and Connor. That's true. In Arizona. And well, you got I, Etienne and James Robinson in Jacksonville. I think the difference is James Robinson is going to be more involved than James Connor is, which he's going to be more the the guy on the ground right. versus the guy in the air, ETN versus Chase Edmonds. I think Edmonds gets more involved than ETN. Yet ETN is higher. Okay, that's that's fair. I just the, the the one thing has tripped me up is that they did. I believe they gave James Conner more money than Chase Edmonds is making right now. Is Chase Edmonds still on his rookie deal though? He might be. I just don't know if they actually believe. Like, as they've been talking about, yeah, they the say coach it, but speak it's is Cliff Kingsbury. But yeah, right, right. Like you said, Chris, Cliff Kingsbury. He told us for months that Josh Rosen was <laughs> right. the starting quarterback for Arizona, and then he took Kyler. Kyler. Why lie? By the way, <laughs> I what's the guess. point? Like you, what were they? The second pick, first pick? I can't remember. No, they had the first pick. I'm like, just no tell everyone. Like, what is the point of your not? Your, it's just nonsense. Wants to see the world burn. I, I guess so. And like everyone knew, like thought he wasn't going to take because he said he wasn't going to. Like no. They figured it out, Cliff. They figured you out, Cliff. It wasn't even that hard. Um, so I think the first guy that we would talk about, and this is going to be an early round player, early sixth round player, um, mm-hmm. is going to be Brent Ayuk. Uh, yeah. He is going at ADP of sixty four right now. So if you are drafting between, I want to say like picks one and five mm-hmm. in your draft, I don't know. Is this the turn? Maybe. That might be the end turn. Yeah, it's the end turn, I believe. So, yeah, if you're picking um, between rounds one through five, I mean, uh, picks one through five, then Ayuk would probably be a good choice for you. Um, I don't see a lot of running backs. Like, we talked about Chase Edmonds. He's not a target for us. But if all of these guys we're about to talk about are off the board, Chase Edmonds is a fine pick. Correct. Um. So anyway, I just wanted to bring him up. But Ayuk, Ayuk is a guy that we would um, definitely target in this, especially early in the draft. It doesn't look like there's too many running backs. So if you're dead set on a sixth-round running back, um, mm-hmm. then it would probably be Javante Williams. But I would say Brandon Ayuk is the top of the wide receiver group for me. Yeah, it's close. Um, I would just say, though, I think he's the most talented guy. This round, you, there there are some good players, though. Um, I think Edmonds is decent. Um, and the problem here is a lot of the guys on our list from round 6, 7, 8, 9, and yeah. 10, we have maybe like two running backs, three running backs. So hopefully at this point you drafted three running backs in the first five rounds, but That's if you point. didn't, 
then you probably are going to have to get a guy like Chase Edmonds or someone else later on this list that we didn't mention. Um, maybe even, even if it's just like a handcuff. I will say um, I've been trying to be more open-minded mm-hmm. to these middle round running backs like the Chase Edmonds, and we'll talk about that yeah. later, but yep. uh, the Ronald Joneses, the Chase Edmonds, the Javantes. Because if I just draft like seven straight wide receivers – I'm going to have two running backs on my team. Yeah. And while that's not a horrible situation, it's almost better for you to draft running back depth really, really early. One, two, maybe three guys, maybe four guys early. I don't know how you feel about that. But like, just draft as many running backs as you can possibly compile early because they're going to be really much more valuable than wide receivers in trades. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a strategy that you could take, but I I don't know what, (laughs) for me, like the home league, I have no idea if I'm actually going to follow that approach, but I've been trying to teach myself a little bit of like, because I look at Chase Edmonds and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I learned the same thing, like sixth round Chase Edmonds. To me, that's just gross in my head. But is it worth it to take him over guys like Ayuk, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool? the wide receivers that I would target in this round. Yeah. Depends how the rest of your draft went, I think. But if we're just looking at this objectively speaking, and we're just looking at Mm -hmm. the best players to take, I think I would take Ayuk. And I think I would take T Higgins. And I would take some of those wide receivers ahead of Chase Edmonds. Okay. So the guys that we are targeting in this round are Ayuk, Claypool, T Higgins. Um, and then, and then obviously Javante, Mm -hmm. um, you told me before the show how you would rank these guys. Uh, can mm-hmm. you just tell the people what this is? Yeah, I would go Ayuk one, uh, T Higgins two. I think Higgins is a little underrated. I think he's gonna have a great year. Okay. I would go Javante three, and then Claypool four. The only reason is I think Claypool is declared number two mm-hmm. on his team, where like Deontay Johnson is the guy. Well, with T Higgins and mm-hmm. Ayuk, it feels like they could be the main target getter for the receiving group. That's fair. I don't know. And then Javante is, you know, upside. I don't know what I would do. I know stay away from Odell. Don't draft him. (laughs) Oh gosh, Um, dude. No. So, but for, for me, I think it would be, I think it would be Brandon. (sighs) Ayuk. it's it's like a toss up between Ayuk and Higgins. Mm. I'd be okay with either. Um, as far as Claypool and Javante, they both have their drawbacks. Like you said, Chase doesn't have as much opportunity as some guys might. Um, and, and I keep forgetting that Juju is there, but he is still a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> That's I know that and, if Juju um, wasn't there, I would like Claypool a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd probably be a lot higher too, but yeah. Um, so sure. that's the kind of the, the situation, but a lot of people have pointed to um, a second year breakout similar to that of, um, Calvin Ridley for Claypool is a second year breakout for mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, right? Or maybe it was a third. I think it was a second or third, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. So, but anyway, people are pointing to a second year breakout as always for um, Chase Claypool and that he could have that kind of high upside. But I see him kind of being in the same like box, yeah, possibly as like a Terry McLaurin, where first year he has a good season enough to put him on people's radar. And then the second season is kind of the same thing. 
um, yep. before he actually gets an opportunity to break out. But I think there's an opportunity of Juju just as complete trash, like I expect him to be. That Claypool. It's not gets, even Juju's fault. It's just he's, like he's not really the way they use him in the offense. Is every single time he gets the balls within like five yards of the line of scrimmage, like they do do not throw it to him down the field. Yeah, and he still gets a lot of targets from that, so it takes away targets from Claypool and Deontay Johnson. It's yeah. just weird how they use those three guys. But I will say, I think Claypool is the best wide receiver of the group. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if that's going to change anything in terms of like target share for Deontay. So maybe Claypool comes in and everyone thinks Deontay is going to get the, the target share. Uh, I'm not projecting this by the way, but mm-hmm. that Claypool gets the target share that they thought Deontay was going to get. And he gets right. 140 targets or whatever. Then that, awesome. that makes him ridiculously good and ridiculously good value in this area at wide receiver 27. Um, but yeah, those are the guys that I would take here. Um, Michael Thomas was somebody that we uh, quickly I wanted to touch on before we exit the sixth round, unless you had any other guys that you want to talk about. No, no, we can talk about Michael Thomas. Um, I would say don't draft the quarterback in this round unless it's Justin Herbert. um, Yeah, there's too many good skill position players still. Yeah. Um, But Michael Thomas, give me your thoughts on Michael Thomas at 72. It's That's a risk I think I could be willing to take. Wide receiver 29. Um, Oh, goodness. There's still some good players here, though, that I know are going to be good for the whole season and that you can rely on where Michael Thomas is going to be out at least the first, like what, four weeks, right there. Yeah. Um, but it could be a steal. Like you could take him here and, um, Mm -hmm. and ends up being a great steal. It's funny because we're looking at ADP according to fancy pros and they show the websites where they have them ranked. Yeah. Um, or where he's going on that website. And Michael Thomas is all over the place. Like on Yahoo, he's 90. Um, but on FFC, Fantasy Football Calculator, he's 59. So he, yeah. he's kind of, it, it really depends on who you I was like, what are you looking at? I was staring platform. at Claypool's numbers. I'm a moron. Continue. Yeah. And what platform you're using. So yeah, Michael Thomas is such an interesting one. I, I don't think I would, I would take him over the guys we mentioned, but he'd probably be in the list with like Edmonds, where if all those guys are gone, I would consider. I will say the FFC, um, that's either the football, uh, the, the fantasy football calculator, which is what we use early in the offseason, yeah. or the fantasy football championship ADP, which is like a highly competitive. Oh, well, it's one of those. Like, it could be either or, but um, yeah, I would usually, I would, Yahoo is a big, big like network that a lot of people use, and so yeah. is Sleeper. So like, mm. and there, there's two major variations there. So uh, it's like trying to find what the most accurate is. I'm glad they have like an average, but it looks yeah. like he's somewhere between 62 and 78. I think that Yahoo 90 is a little interesting, but that, that's kind of like NFL.com's ADP sometimes. Right. <laughs> you start True. stealing guys in rounds because <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you can get screwed up. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I mean, would, so uh, I don't know if you said this cause um, I blanked out, but uh, so would you draft Michael Thomas in this round or would you avoid him? I, I would draft him, but okay. he's probably somewhere in like the halfway. Like the, every guy we mentioned, I would take ahead of Michael Thomas. And okay, then I and think then if if he's available, you would you would yeah, I would take him over like Odell or Moster or, or Kenny Galladay, Aaron Rodgers, like those players. But I wouldn't take him over like Ayuk or T. Higgins. Okay, so let's move on to round number seven, uh, and that is going to be pick seventy three to eighty four. Now, some there are some interesting players in this round. Um, some that we are going to headline, um, guys that are not on our target list, but I personally would be like, okay with, 
um, mm-hmm. are, I guess, Cortland Sutton. I'd be all right yeah. with Robbie Anderson's wide receiver. Thirty-two is he's gonna outperform that. So yes, it's yeah. a it's a good pick, but I he just doesn't have a crazy ceiling. Yeah, I don't know if I want to draft. And then Debo is not bad as well. Um, but we do have some targets in this round. Some guys like I, I, that I would stay away from altogether in this area would be Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah, that, that feels high, high, man. He was have, going like. Yahoo has him at 103. Yeah. I think that was kind of where I liked him more. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 79. That was just too high. Yeah, I would say I would say um for, like for Juju Michael Juju Carter, they're, they're very much like saying he's gonna be in an RBBC, so I would stay away from that. Um yeah. quickly, thoughts on Fournette. Uh I kind of want to do my Buccaneers projections. projections. I okay. I'm just so like I do not like the Buccaneers backfield at all this year. Yeah. And it's just because they brought in Gio Bernard, who they have already said they're going to use in the passing game. Leonard Fournette splits with Ronald Jones. Like, and they still have Keyshawn Vaughn on the team, who I don't think is going to do much, but he'll get like 20, 30, 40 carries. It's like everyone it's wants like, a piece of the Tampa offense. Yeah. But it's there's like consequences not, that go along with it, which is inconsistent play because there's so many good players. I personally would rather take a flyer on like a Trey Sermon. Someone who at least has upside at this point in the draft. Okay, sounds good. I don't think Fournette has really any upside. So the main guys that we have as targets for this particular round are Damian Harris, um, Jerry Judy, and then is it DJ Chark? Yep. Did I get that right? Yep. Um, so for me, more this is another situation where you have you know Chark and Judy who and and me and Rick were like. Uh, you know, the only reason why we didn't have Cortland Sutton over Judy is just because uh, Cortland Sutton's coming off an injury. So I guess if you want mm-hmm. to make those names interchangeable, you can. Correct. Whatever yeah. guy you like, but I think Judy is going to end up being the better wide receiver in Denver. Um, but for me, it's a, it once again is two wide receivers. It's another round where you can definitely like if you're picking early, you can you have your you have the pick of the litter if that's what you want to say of wide receivers that you want to take if you want to go in that direction. Um, whereas even in the later portion of the round, you know, you have guys like Jerry, Judy, Debo, Samuel, DJ Chark that you would be able to choose from if you're, you know, picking between nine and 12. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but once again, this is another round where there's, there's two running backs, Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, Michael Carter, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> the only guy that I want is Damian Harris. And yeah. Even that is like, and he, yeah, you're right. Even that, like he's, He's going up boards. He's definitely going up boards. He was he was like in the nineties range and now he's sitting at an ADP of seventy seven. Right. Um so that that that's kind of concerning. But I, I would take Damian Harris here just because the upside. Mm-hmm. Um and he's gonna be the starting running back. Melvin Gordon's also gonna be the starting running back, but for how long? Right. Uh and then obviously as you said, Michael Carter and Fournette are in RBBCs, so mm-hmm. Harris, I, I do like that upside. His passing game, though, is going to make him limited. But still, like at this point in the draft, you're not drafting for now. I will say, if you watch any Patriots preseason games and Mac Jones is playing, Mac mm-hmm. does not discriminate like pa- Tom Brady did when it comes to passing to the running back position. Well, that's because he's a rookie. But yes, that's fair. But Brady, nice, Brady though. dumped it off only to James White ever. Yeah, and uh, so I also don't think James White is going to be involved as no, much. Me, me neither. 
But uh, it's funny. I just recently bought Madden 22, and I went, you know, did a franchise with the Patriots, jumped in there, and the running back depth chart mm. had six players. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, traded I traded two of them, and I cut the rest. That's <laughs> like understandable. I kept Damien Harris and Ramondre, and that was it. I was like, you people are stupid. But Bill loves his running back. Um, so, yeah, but I think Damien Harris has the highest upside in the New England field. I, I think that Ramondre Stevenson is going to make the team but be red-shirted. Um, I don't know how much uh, opportunity James White will have. He's been playing really good in the preseason, though. And and, and I White was saying all offseason. Harris or Ramondre. Stevenson. Yeah. Stevenson, yeah. And I was saying all offseason that typically Bill drafts these guys in the third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they redshirt. Like Damien Harris, he redshirted. Um, but he's been playing so good. Do you think that they – the team? said they they asked like Stevenson's been playing really well what are your thoughts and they were kind of passive on him they were they, they basically said that he's they like him they like the progress he's made but he's still got a lot of work to do i.e. in the past coverage area and you know in terms of blocking for the quarterback the different different elements of the running back position that don't involve just rushing yeah. Um, so they do have some more concerns with him. I think he's going to either be active and not play or redshirted. Uh, I I do think they're going to cut Sony. So that's a hot take for me. Uh, I think they're going to cut or trade Sony Michelle, um, and then hold on to Damian Harris. And he was Sony even really good in the last preseason. I know. That's why that. I'm like, can you can you reasonably cut him? And then JJ Taylor was too. Do you see a spin move he made on the guy? Yeah. I'm so, kind of right. It's a running back situation in New England is a little confusing, but I yeah. think Damian Harris is going to be the lead dog, and I think this is the best you can do at running back mm. in this round. So yes, um, the yeah. other two guys, Jerry Judy, DJ Chark. Which guy would you take over the other? I, I'm still, you know, I've been on the Chark train since Trevor Lawrence was drafted, so right. I, I would just say Chark. But um, it's just because quarterback situation, I think. What are the chances Jerry Judy breaks out? I think it's it's um, decently high. Okay. I, I'd probably say like 50-50 because I, I think there's also a chance Drew Locke starts and he sucks and then Teddy Bridgewater comes in and he's okay. not great either. But if if Teddy Bridgewater starts and he's just decent, like he, he's just average, mm. then I think Judy could break out. Or if Locke starts and he's better than when he was last year, then Judy could break out. So I think there's, there's a fair chance, but there's also just as good of a chance that he kind of is like the wide receiver at 34, 35. It's, it's good. To, I would track. take, I would definitely take a shot on him. Yes, um, absolutely. But yeah. if you had a choice, it would probably be Chark for me. Yes. Um, yeah, me too. All right. Let's move on to the following round, which is the eighth round. We're almost halfway through these and we're running out of time already. So whatever. Um, what is that pick? 85 to 96? 80. Yeah. Yeah. So um, some quarterback options here. Uh, Tannehill, Stafford. Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. Me and Rick have been, we were like, breakout, let's go, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. And now we're kind of trending in the opposite direction because he is going as QB 10 and going off in like the eighth round. So it's it's mm-hmm. becoming more difficult for me more specifically to draft him. Now, in other contexts, Yahoo is drafting him at ADP of 70. But fan track, fantasy football calculator, and sleeper all have him in the nineties. In the nineties, I I I still think he's pretty solid. Okay, I still think he's pretty solid. I um, don't know if I would be if he'd be a target though, especially at seven. Right. Some running back options in this round, just to give you an idea of the mm. garbage that we have: <laughs> Zach Moss, James Conner, Trey Sermon. That's it. 
and AJ Dillon. Don't do that. Oh, just let me help you guys. The next round is AJ even Dillon. better. Do not do that. The only running back that I would take, I, I would take a shot on Trey Sermon. That might be okay in the eighth round. If you okay. if you didn't draft any running backs, and you yeah, I agree with that. I, I think Sermon. If you got to take a running back, yeah. take a flyer. Um, he's not a target for us, but if you if you want to go after a running back, feel free. Um, I might do Connor late late eighth round, but it's still too high for me. Sleeper has got him at yeah. one hundred three. Um, mm-hmm. so if you're on sleeper, he's going even later than that. You might yeah, be able who one twelve as well. Yeah, Yahoo one twelve. So if you want to get him in the later rounds, then you can. But um, just keep an eye on that. Uh, but as far as guys that we would target in this round, it's it's basically just quarterbacks and Tyler Boyd, mm. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So the two quarterbacks are Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. I I don't think I've done a mock with Rick that has not included me drafting <laughs> Ryan Tannehill in the eighth or ninth round in some way. Yeah. So yeah, or me drafting him. If I had, what would you say? You're. You draft him, but if you don't, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, this is or like you I take said, Stafford or I take Stafford. This is the round where strategically I've been taking quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's Hurts, Stafford, Tannehill, eighth, ninth round is where I've been taking the quarterbacks. So um, you don't have to do that. You can draft however you like, but that's just what I've been doing. Um, and then if you need to go wide receiver and you don't know who to go with in this round because there is not a lot of <laughs> options, um, I would go with Tyler Boyd. Uh, don't draft Devonta Smith. That's not a good idea for your fantasy team. <laughs> so, Would you take uh, Devontae Smith over Logan Thomas, though? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Don't draft <laughs> yeah, Logan yeah. Thomas either. Pretty much don't draft anyone in this round besides Tyler Boyd. Dallas Goddard, maybe? Yeah, maybe Dallas Goddard. He's kind of falling yeah. down a little bit, which is good. I was, yeah. I'm kind of happy about that. But anyway, any other thoughts on the eighth round? No, I, I think Tannehill is still, I mean, it kind of upsets me because I know you're going to end up with him in our home league. But I, I think he's definitely a very, very much a steal. He's been a top right. six fantasy quarterback fans, so. two straight seasons, and he just added Julio Jones. So, yeah. Um, let's move on to the ninth round. Um, we have uh, some <laughs> pretty bad options. In this round, the is that ninety-seven is to one hundred eight? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. So there, don't draft David Johnson. I'll just help you with that. That is, yeah, David Johnson is. Uh, I was kind of hoping he would stay as high as he was, where he was like sixth round. Yeah, but now he's falling in. As um, he should. Gus Bus would be the only running back that I would take here in the ninth round. Hmm. I yeah I I would agree with that. Like Baltimore yeah, like, is going to give him 160 to possibly 200 rushing attempts. Um, and I don't know what it's going to look like for the passing game, but I feel like he has he has low end RB two potential, which is flexible in certain. He's definitely at, at at the very least he's a great handcuff. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most expensive handcuffs. Yeah, so. true. But uh, I, I definitely think it's not a bad option at RB41. Um, but the guys that we have that we're targeting here, and you're going to be surprised to find out that Joe Burrow is not on this list. But it's uh, it's it's Antonio Brown, uh, Will Fuller, and then Bob Tanyan. I feel like tight end 10 for Robert Tanyan is really good. Solid. So I would take that there. Um, Antonio Brown going off the board is wide receiver 39. His paced out numbers with Tom Brady are much better than that. 
Um, yeah. But I, he's falling down boards because I think he's an older man. So and he got into a fight. Like oh, a frick. Yeah. Great. I mean, I like Antonio it. Brown stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then Will Fuller was the most intriguing guy that we had uh, that me and Rick talked about pre-show because we have not talked about Will Fuller all that much. And in last year in Houston, like there was a lot of people projecting him to be this big breakout and obviously injuries and other things. Well, he was prevented um, that, but he was still ridiculously good when he was on the field before he got suspended. He was the wide receiver six in fantasy. Yeah. Through like nine games. Like it wasn't like he had only played like three games. He played like, it was up to the Thanksgiving, I believe, and he was the wide receiver six. Right. <clears throat> so that shows you how good he was. Now, obviously, he doesn't have Deshaun Watson, and right. he's not the number one guy anymore. Mm. He was the clear-cut number one in um, Houston. In Miami, he could still be the number one, but it's kind of – and it's why I've been going back and forth on Will Fuller all offseason is because I do think he's a good player when healthy. The problem is he has a lot of question marks like health. Um, is he going to be the number one or is it going to be Jalen Waddle or Devontae Parker? Right. How good is Tua? Like, there's some question marks there. But mm-hmm. in this point in the draft, I think taking a flyer on Will Fuller is a good pick. Yeah, yeah. And and there's also there's always the chance that he ends up, because like you said, they, they did draft a guy and they still have Parker. So it's mm-hmm. like, there is a, it seems like there's a lot of clutter in Miami. Um, yeah. I'm actually curious. I'm hilarious. curious to know who the highest paid receiver besides, you know, take Waddle off that list because he didn't have a choice with contract. But... Um, who the highest paid receiver um, on the between team is Parker outside and that. Fuller? Between Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. I think it might be Fuller. I don't know what Parker's contract is, though. Okay. Um, but there's a good shot that, you know, Tua looks like in the preseason games he's played, not necessarily I'm, – I'm not saying that he looks good or bad because I don't think preseason is a good indicator of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do look for in preseason games is to give you guys an indicator of how that looks is – I look for how they run their offensive scheme. And last year, Tua, they weren't taking any shots with Tua. They were dumping dumping it off a lot. There was a lot of, you know, in-cut slants, slant and in-cut routes and just short stuff that he could get down the field, some intermediate stuff that came into the offense every once in a while. But there wasn't a lot of deep down-the-field throws. It was very safe for Tua so that he didn't completely crap himself. Um but right. this year, they have se- they seem to have opened up the playbook a little bit, and I've been seeing Tua throw down the field a lot more than he did, which it which yeah. means good things for Will Fuller. Right? Yeah, if Will Fuller gets paid more, uh, Devontae Parker makes about six million a year. Fuller makes ten. So just so you know, uh, Parker makes what? Um, I think it was six million a year. I already okay, and then Will Fuller makes ten. Okay, 10. so they paid a man to come in and catch the ball downfield. Right. Interesting. Um, so if you were on the board and you were like, okay, I'm definitely taking a wide receiver here. I'm going wide uh-huh. receiver. Don't want to draft Gus Bus. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown or Will Fuller? Probably AB. Probably okay. AB. Fair. I think like- Fuller might have a higher upside though. But um, just because there's so many targets to go around in Tampa. Yeah. But AB, like, last year was, like, with Brady, was, like, on pace to being RB, like, or wide receiver, like, 20-ish, I think, or even higher. Right. So, like, he's going to be a top 25 wide receiver if he's healthy, guaranteed. Uh, dude, what about Tyler Higby? <laughs> Feel free to go on a rant if you want. Okay, I did my projections to the Rams, uh, and listen, Hig- 
Higby had five touchdowns last year with Gerald Everett there. Okay, Gerald Everett's gone, and he gets an upgrade at quarterback. The question is, how many touchdowns did Gerald Everett have? He had like three, so it's not like that. Do you? I have a question. I have a quick question though. Do you think that the Rams, because they they shifted back when they made it to the Super Bowl, their offense was a lot of play action, mm. um, but they didn't run a lot of twelve personnel. They have a lot of three wide receiver sets out there, and then as of the last couple, which say it again, they might end up going back to that a little bit with Stafford. So my question is, is that they have been over the last couple of years uh, running that twelve personnel, having two yeah. two tight ends on the field the majority of the time. Yeah. Um. Do you think that's something that happens again, or do they open up the offense like they did back in the Super Bowl year? I think you know. Three I wide think receiver set. I think they kind of do a combination of both, but they're definitely going to open up more this year than they did last year. 100%. So does that mean bad things for Higby or good things for Higby? That's the real that's, question. I, I think it's good because they, they really don't have – it's not like it's Higby and Gerald Everett oh, and one of them is going to take it from the other. It's Tyler Higby's team at tight end this year. Right? Okay, that's fair. So I, I think I, that's actually one of the guys that I think everyone kind of likes that no one's really talked about. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to see. So Higby on Fantrax, FFC, and Sleeper on the average draft position chart on, on Fantasy Pros have Higby at uh, 134, 125, 109. <laughs> and then for some reason, Yahoo got drunk and made Tyler Higby their boy because they're at yeah. 65 for him. That's a, um, that's a that's a sixth-round pick for us. And I also say uh, Rams defense is 66 on Yahoo, which is why Yahoo is kind of drunk. <laughs> They got defenses in the top 100. They have like five yeah, defenses. Don't don't really follow Yahoo. I don't even know why that's on there, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I don't disagree with you, Tyler Higby. Um, what, what are we in the ninth round? Yeah, it's probably a little early still. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, and Sleeper, though, he's in the 10th round. So, I mean, that's not a bad pick. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to the final round of competition. We are doing a show, by the way, on Thursday uh, where we talk about late round targets. So it's going to be, we're going to continue this doing 11 to 15. If you want us to do a, um, a early round target show, uh, mm. <laughs> you can, if we, we will do one if you want one, but right. um, it's going to be pretty much us telling you to take everybody. <laughs> Every player is good. Every player is a target. Um, what were we? One Oh, what was it? 96 to one Oh seven. So 109, is- I think. Really? Yeah. You said Gus. Right? I don't know. Oh, dude. I screwed that up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So let's move on to uh, the next grouping. I'm going to do 109 to 120 just for fun. Okay. Um. So we have uh, – this is a this is where it gets worse. I mean, Devin Singletary, RB42. Yikes. That's, That's tempting. Um, that is actually tempting. <laughs> if you yeah. make it tempting, they will come. That's kind of I'm kind of tempting. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, the tight ends like Gasicki's okay at tight end thirteen. The disrespect yeah. on Gasicki's name is absolutely absurd. By the way, um, I feel like every year people just are like, "Nah, he's not good," and then he performs as like a top seven tight end. I think he's a good player. It's just target share. Um, so obviously don't draft Gronk. Um, I feel like Dude, this Gronk round would be my number one pick. Stop. Stop. Um, I feel like this round is another wide receiver round. If I had to choose one. Yep. 
Absolutely. Unless you, what is this, the 10th round? 10th round. Sometimes yeah. if there's a round where I'm not sure what I'm going to do, I usually reach on a player. Okay. Not high. Don't ever do that in a high round. Like you get to a round, you're like, I don't like anybody, and then draft David Montgomery at the second pick. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, that's something I would do because I love David Montgomery, but don't do that. Um, no. So for me in this round, I think there's some guys that I would want, but if you want, if you were t- doing the strategy where you didn't want to take a tight end, like guys like Gasicki, or if you wanted to jump into later rounds. Um, and try to go after like a Johnny or something like that in the 10th round. That's not, I'm not going to judge you. Um, mm-hmm. But there's some good players in this round that you can target. Uh, and so there's no reason why you shouldn't. You'll, you, you, there's no reason why you should enter this round and be like, okay, I don't know who I'm going to take. So I'm just going to reach on somebody. There's no reason to do that. Yeah. Um, there's good players here. So the guys that me and Rick have listed as targets are two wide receivers, um, and that's Chenault and Davis, Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. So LaVisca Chenault and Corey Davis. Both these guys really good. Their ADPs are actually four wide receivers apart. So it's uh, wide receiver 42 for LaVisca, wide receiver 46 for Corey Davis. I have a strong feeling because the last weekend that drafts usually happen is September 4th, um, the weekend of September 4th. So uh, what is that, Labor Day weekend? Yeah. So. Yes. I feel like Corey Davis will move up boards. Right now, he's already getting like hyped into the position that he's in. And uh, yep. Rick is all for it. He's been getting targeted at Wazoo by uh, our man Zach Wilson. But I don't know how high he's going to go. Hopefully, he stays in this round because it's a great target. I would love it if he stays it's in Smash this draft round. if he's there. Um, and then, obviously, you have Chenault, who's the second wide receiver for Jacksonville. Has a lot of upside. Um, this is a this is a longer shot here, Lavisca, than it would be for Corey Davis, I think. So, um, anyway, give me your thoughts on these two guys. Yeah, Lavisca, uh, I think is they're both steals, by the way. Like, I think I would take these guys in the eighth round, let alone a tenth. I would consider right. it. Um, I love both these players. I think Lavisca at wide receiver forty two is an absolute steal. He's um, he had a good year last year, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence is coming in. So he, he's going to have a big year to jump. But I think there's right. a lot of people that are either love LaVisca or hate him, but I'm in the category of love. And then Corey Davis is the target machine. First of all, mm-hmm. everyone who knows me knows my love for Corey Davis. I but second of all, away. and then last year it was revived. It was, it was honestly, it was kind of fading away that he signed with the Jets, to be honest with you. But this preseason <laughs> oh, has so revived. You gave up full. on him for a second. I I didn't say give up. I just said it's been. Yeah, that would like, be giving up, friend. It's tough, man. It was like, oh, he's on the Jets, and there's <laughs> a lot of now. receivers. And, yeah, exactly. But you know what? It seems like Zach Wilson targets him on every single pass, legitimately almost every single pass. Yeah. So if he gets like 120 targets this year, like he's gonna be good. I am. Um, I said to Rick before the show. I said usually in the preseason, you know, yeah, there has to be a trend. Correct. And Correct. um. This is a trend. This is a trend that we're seeing with Corey Davis and, and Zach Wilson. Um, so hopefully that stays the case for Corey Davis people. Um, I would take him over Chenault probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dude, I love it. You're on the Davis train. I don't know about like we're talking one wide we're one wide receiver higher than. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on the train. <laughs> on the train would be I'm taking him in the seventh. Yeah, fair. And you're you're on the train, so 
Um, yeah. So there uh, is there any other thoughts you had on this this particular round, Rick? No, no. I think okay. that's it. Um, so there you well, have it. Actually, really quick. Yeah. I was going to ask you, would you take Curtis Samuel? <sighs> He's here. Yeah. He still plays in the NFL. He's probably the wide receiver too on Washington. What about Duwami? You like Duwami? Yeah, I think he's the wide receiver three, but... Yeah, yeah, Curtis is definitely the wide receiver two. I make jokes, but... I don't know. I It's a it's a good value. So yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're like, you know, Chenault and Davis were off the board... There's just so many, like, juicy wide receivers at this point. And it's like, do I want to take a 10th round pick on Curtis Samuel? Where he, it's like, you're not you know even really giving is. up that much, but... Yeah, there's just so many, like, I don't know, like LaVisca, Corey Davis, um, even some guys in a later mm-hmm. round that we'll talk about like in the next show. Um, there's just a couple players where I, I don't know. Curtis, I don't, I don't mind it. Like if you yeah. like Curtis Samuel and you want to take him, then take him. But yeah, it really depends on how the draft plays out um, in True. whatever league you're in. Um, Cause if guys like Chenault and Corey Davis are kind of off the board, then going after Curtis Samuel is not an issue for me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it, for me, the way that I look at like drafting a team is kind of like by the time I reach the 11th round, there's no more like it's not that there's no more strategy. I see people throw away the late rounds and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, right. like people legit and then their teams blow and they're like, why? And I'm like, because you didn't draft good late. Yep. Um, the important, the early rounds are really important, but these mid and late rounds are, the strategy is so important in these rounds, but it's like, by the time I reach the 11th round, there's a lot of like, okay, it, it's more like grab my guys, that kind of thing. Um, mm. and like early in the draft, you're, you're playing the, okay, I'm going to draft the, you know, I might draft the best player available or I'm going to let guys fall to me or maybe I plan on drafting somebody else and then somebody else falls to me and I'm like, oh, that guy's better. I like him. He's in a higher tier. Let's go with that. By the time you reach the 11th round, it's like, forget about it. It's like, yeah. if you're if you're complaining about guy getting drafted in the 11th as compared, compared to the 15th, it really doesn't matter. And you can see that through right. the ADPs if you go to the fantasy pros and you look in the last five rounds. It's all over the road in every single format. So I guess for me, it's like, like I would reach on a guy like Johnny a little bit because I'm like, okay, I need a tight end. Mm. Whereas other guys are like, you know, I'm not going to take that risk on. So it's like, if you get into the 10th round and Curtis Samuel's on the board and he's available and you're like, I don't like Curtis Samuel. Then you can reach on a guy. It doesn't really matter to me, but, um, if I was there and LaVisca was gone and Corey Davis was gone and I needed a wide receiver, I'd probably take Curtis Samuel. That's fair. All right, there you go. There are the guys to target through rounds one and ten. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was going to say one through ten or six through ten? <laughs> six through ten. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, mid-round targets, some interesting guys to build your team around. Got to get those wide receivers in the middle rounds, sounds like. Because uh, there's no running backs. We had like three. Exactly, yep. So uh, tomorrow we have a mock draft. We'll talk to you then, friends. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.